Welcome to the Sant Mat Satsang Podcast, a production of Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. The main segment today is devoted to an article titled, The Opposite of Not One of Us is We Are All One. Before I get to that, however, I want to share various spiritual quotes from different sources on different topics, some of which come from newly acquired books here at Spiritual Awakening Radio. Various spiritual quotes, including from the mystic poetry of the saints, and then my main focus, the opposite of not one of us, is we are all one. This is from the hidden words of Baha'u'llah, founder of the Baha'i Faith. The hidden words represent the esoteric teachings of Baha'u'llah and read very much like Sufi poetry. Close one eye and open the other. Close one to the world and all that is therein and open the other to the hallowed beauty of thy beloved. O son of dust, blind thine eyes that thou mayest behold my beauty. Stop thine ears, that thou mayest hearken unto the sweet melody of my voice. Empty thyself of all learning, that thou mayest partake of my knowledge, and sanctify thyself from riches, that thou mayest obtain a lasting share from the ocean of my eternal wealth. Blind thine eyes, that is, to all save my beauty. Stop thine ears to all, save my word. Empty thyself of all learning, save the knowledge of me, that with a clear vision, a pure heart, and an attentive ear, thou mayest enter the court of my holiness. From the Hidden Words of Baha'u'llah The following saying is attributed to Jesus from a book that you probably have never heard quoted or discussed before. It's one of those neglected and forgotten Gnostic Gospels. Not included in the Nag Hammadi Library, but from another discovery. The Book of the Gnosis of the Invisible God. One of those forgotten books. I've sort of adopted it myself putting the whole thing at the writer's website founded by Twitter, known as medium.com. I just put the whole thing online, adopting it and wanting to preserve it. Just wanting to wanting to give it a home on the World Wide Web. A saying of Jesus from the book of the Gnosis of the Invisible God. One who hears the word of Gnosis has ceased being confined to the understanding of an earthly person, but has become a person of heaven. Their understanding or mind has ceased being limited to earthly things, but it has become heavenly. Because of this you will be saved from the archon, or ruler, of this age. 
the saying of Jesus from the book of the Gnosis of the Invisible God. In 2015, I wrote a paper about Tulsi Sahib's guru, solving the mystery of who Tulsi Sahib's guru was, proposing that it was Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar. Because Tulsi Sahib, in his writings and hymns, often mentions one conspicuous contemporary or living master alive at the same time that he was, by the name of Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar. I turned it into a series of podcasts on the origins of Sant Mat, the five names, and the mystery of Tulsi Sahib's guru, and then came out with a follow-up podcast later on, making it a total of six different podcasts dedicated to this subject. It's also been the subject of a number of blogs I've authored since the mid-2000s. After the 2015 article was published, turned into an e-book, and also published in David Lane's Such Conned Journal, a couple years later, in 2017, the Radhaswami Book Department published a new edition, an expanded edition of the book Tulsi Sahib, Saint of Hathras. And wouldn't you know that in there, for the first time, they mention the possibility of Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar being the guru of Tulsi Sahib. It feels like winning an award of some sort, a Radhaswami history award or something. A bit of influence, a bit of recognition. It says in the new expanded 2017 edition of Tulsi Sahib, Saint of Hathras, among the saints whom Tulsi Sahib himself singles out in Ghat Ramayan as Satgurus, true masters, are Baali Kalander, Jaaladin Rumi, Kabir Sahib, Dadu Dayal, Raidasji, which is another way of saying, that's a Hindu, uh, Hindi rather, spelling of Ravidas. Darya Sahib, who may have been Tulsi Sahib's own guru, Guru Nanak, Surdasji, Nabhadasji, Mansur, Mirabai, Saramad, and Shams of Tabriz, unquote. The reference to Darya Sahib perhaps being, quote, Tulsi Sahib's own guru, unquote, was not in the 1978 first edition of Tulsi Sahib, Saint of Hathras, one of the volumes of the Mystics of the East series, but appears in, in the much larger and expanded 2017 edition. The saints, according to Sant Tulsi Sahib. The practitioner who consciously reflects upon the words of the saints rises above all delusion. O Palakram, 
a nonic Ponce devotee. You have correctly arrived at the conclusion that the path of the saints is indeed unique. The soul who realizes the truth stated by the saints finds its true home. Without a saint, how can the soul advance? Without a saint, who can reveal the secret? When one meets a Satguru, he shows the right path and the darkness within is dispelled. One then comprehends the teachings of the saints. With the collyrium of his wisdom, the eye of the soul is opened. In an instant, the lock opens with the key, and one sees the luminous radiance within. The soul rushes upward towards its true home and attains that profound, unfathomable state, says Tulsi Sahib. Sant Tulsi Sahib is the Adi Guru, or founding guru, of all lineages connected with modern-day Santmat. He is the great-great-great-grandfather Satguru. All lineages trace back and converge with him. This next reading illustrates how there are two different approaches to finding a living teacher, a living master, someone who knows the secret of meditation practice and shares that with his or her disciples, initiates, followers, devotees. One path to finding a teacher is through the guru verification process, research, getting to know the, the history, the background of that teacher. Another method is more in the category of feeling a spiritual charge from a teacher, a spiritual energy about them. You might call that love at first sight, the other approach to finding a living teacher. Finding a true master, love at first sight. A passage found in Swami Jivagra Answering Questions, a new translation of the Sarbachan Prose, Part 2, Swami Ji's sayings given in Satsang. If somebody were to ask a Satsangi, a disciple, how did you come to believe in the saints and how did you know the Satguru of the time is a complete master? They might answer, My belief came about through earlier association. I did not have to do any practice to know. The moment I heard him speak, I was convinced. Like a moonbird with the moon, or a moth with the flame. That's the love at first sight or the teacher that resonates with you approach. Another approach is described in the book Kabir 
1008 Vani, a collection of the Sakis of Guru Kabir. Guru Verification Process Satguru Kabir warns everyone and says one should make someone his guru or teacher only after thorough verification about him. One should drink water only after filtering it in order to save oneself from contamination. One who adopts a guru without making proper verification about him has to remain continuing in the 84 lock modes of existence of living beings in the world or transmigration. If someone makes someone his guru without any verification about him, and that guru turns out to be false and cunning, how could that unqualified teacher bring fulfillment to the ultimate aim of his disciple's life? Unquote. Guru Kabir in 1008 Kabir Vani, 1008 Sakis of Guru Kabir. In Santmat, the role of the living teacher is central. It's not a matter of reading old books or scriptures and having some conjecture about what it was they had for spiritual practice, all very vague, foggy, and nebulous without really knowing, just idle speculation. Rather than that, the living teacher shares the secrets of meditation practice with their students and passes on that knowledge from generation to generation. And not only the theoretical knowledge about how to meditate according to the different steps and stages of Santmat, the path of the masters, but also creates the atmosphere, the spiritual charge conducive for the disciple to actually experience the inner light and sound at the feet of the master. Another passage from Swami Jivagra answering questions, a new translation in two volumes of the Sarbachan prose, sayings of Swamiji Maharaj of Agra given in Satsang. This is titled, Spend Some Time Pondering About the Teachings, Internalizing Them, Thinking About What You've Heard, Internalizing, Pondering, contemplating the meaning of the verses that you hear. Swamiji Maharaj, if you attend satsang and listen to the teachings, you should also think about them. That way you will take the next step on the ladder. Practice. Somebody who does not reflect remains exactly as they are. Absolutely no benefit at all. One should ponder the meaning of what they hear, internalizing the teachings. And also a comment about the format of satsang meetups in Santmat. 
as you find here with this podcast, mostly what you hear are words of masters being recited. Some commentary, some footnotes, some explanation, but for the most part, words of masters, that rarest thing in this world. The focus is always learning something new at the feet of the masters. So that's why a satsang in Santmat doesn't have sort of an open mic night approach of people coming and sharing their quotes from new age teachers and authors and best-selling, you know, books out there and just kind of parroting back what they already know and already knew and what everybody has already heard before. Because if you already know something, have already read it, it's already a popular top 40, you know, teaching floating around out there, best-selling pop books. Well, no one's learning anything new, right? The idea is to never mind the questionable things of the past, but to focus on the wisdom of the masters. All fresh and new, not parroting or echoing stuff from elsewhere from the past, and regurgitating that, re reliving, revisiting that all, but to simply be open to the influence of the masters, the wisdom of the masters, and nothing but that. Also from Swamiji of Agra, Volume 2, Swamiji answering questions about sound meditation practice. He says, the sound inside you, listening to it is Shabd Bhakti, devotion to the Shabd. When we hear the sound during meditation practice, when we listen to the sound current, we are devoting ourselves to it, and it's a form of bhakti. In India, the term bhakti is used in the tradition of love and devotion. Shabd bhakti is loving the practice of meditating upon the sound, becoming a shabd bhakti, or devotee of the sound current. That's the best way to understand Surit Shabd Yoga meditation that it's becoming a devotee of the sound. I am told that some teachings of Baba Somanath, the great disciple of Sawan Singh, is being worked on and will soon be published in the English language. And there's some material of Baba Ram Singh, Ram Singh, also appearing for the first time in the English language. And I was looking at this the other day, some good advice about meditation practice from Baba Ram Singh. So when we wake up in the morning, our mind is quiet. A quiet mind is required for doing meditation. It is a good time for us to do Simran, the repetition of names of God, and contemplation of the Master at this time. So let us 
all do our Simran and Bhajan. Unquote. Excerpted from a satsang discourse of Baba Ram Singh on meditation practice. This is from the writings of Isaac of Nineveh, also known as St. Isaac the Syrian, from something called the Second Part, a second collection of teachings of Isaac of Nineveh, discovered a few years back, translated by my good friend from the UK, Professor Sebastian Brock of Oxford. The Syriac Christian mystics are sandwiched in that between period, you know, right after the Gnostic Gospels and the Gnostic movements of Egypt and Syria, but before Sufism got going in the 10th century and afterwards. So the Syriac mystics occupy that space between the Gnostics and the Sufis and present some very advanced teachings. You'll always find me quoting from the Syriac Fathers from time to time. And I actually have a couple of podcasts devoted to the Syriac mystics. St. Isaac of Nineveh, a person who has stillness and the converse of knowledge will easily and quickly arrive at the love of God. And with the love of God, he will draw close to perfect love of fellow human beings. No one has ever been able to draw close to this luminous love of humanity without having first been held worthy of the wonderful and inebriating love of God. And finally, a couple of readings from Sant Charandas, a mystic who lived a few centuries ago, one of those classic Sants of India, very much like you'd find on Tulsi Sahib's list, Darya Sahib of Bihar, Mirabai, Kabir, Guru Nanak, Paltu Sahib, Ravidas, and countless others. Countless are the lovers of the beloved. Sant Charandas says, My guru has shown me the Lord's abode. I have taken the inverted path that leads within to the city without limits. He has brought me back to my true home. There are no suns, moons, or stars, no day, no night, neither darkness nor moonlight neither sunshine nor shade. Beyond the mind's reach, unable to attain with the intellect, even perception cannot fathom its limits. Tell me, how can others attain it when even the scriptures claim it as, quote, 
neither this nor that, unquote. It is as real as the rising sun, not at all hidden, but it cannot be seen without the Guru's collyrium. Charandas rushed to meet his creator, Sukhdev, the name of his spiritual master. He was an initiate of Sukhdev. Charandas rushed to meet his creator, Sukhdev, where he rules. Worldly misery and attachment no longer affect me. In his grace, he ushered me home, says Sant Charandas. In his spiritual classic known as the Sri Bhakti Sagar, The Ocean of Love, And one more from Sant Charandas. The day is spent calling out for the Beloved, and the night in the Beloved's contemplation. The one who yearns for the Lord easily attains union and understanding through devotion. Separated from the Lord, she is yearning for Him. She has no friend besides Him. Every moment, day and night, she is ever focused on meeting her Beloved. It is the name of the Beloved, she repeats. It is the Beloved she contemplates. The Beloved is her very life, and she too is as precious to her Beloved, said Sant Chirindas. The opposite of not one of us is we are all one. One of the most mysterious passages recorded in the New Testament is, Teacher, said John, we saw a man driving out demons in your name and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said. No one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me, for whoever is not against us is for us. From the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9. One can wonder who this mystery person was and what unknown sect or faction of the Jesus movement he belonged to, since the disciples had apparently never encountered him before. Who was that person? 
There is a passage somewhere in the New Testament which says, I have sheep not of this fold, also implying multiple groups of disciples, more than one community of devotees out there somewhere. In other words, the initial reaction of the disciples is quite typical of human nature. Some things never change. Same as ever. I've seen people react this way many times. We told him to stop because he was not one of us. It's the not one of us treatment once again. I was given a videotape once from someone in Oregon. They said it was from Kirpal Singh's Sant Mat group. I watched this video, but none of the faces looked familiar to me. It was like seeing a satsang in a parallel universe, meeting cousins I didn't know I had. It turns out it was a place called Kirpal Sagar, or the Ocean of Kirpal. Eventually I discovered that this was a gathering in India at a school associated with an initiate of Kirpal Singh, who said it was, that he was instructed to look after this particular school and satsang center. It was a different branch of Ruhani Satsang that did not sign up with any particular living guru after the passing of Kirpal Singh back in 1974. They've kept the school going and have a center there. According to Ruhani Satsang, there were 36 different claimants, 36 different teachers that emerged after the passing of Kirpal Singh, who claimed to be his spiritual successor. 36, probably more than that. Most of these teachers are not known to us in the Western world, but have ashrams or satsangs in various parts of India. With Sant Mat and most spiritual paths, east and west, there is an etiquette of focusing upon your teacher. Each satsang or spiritual gathering is associated with a certain master. Only his photographs and those of his or her predecessors in the same guru lineage will understandably be displayed at such gatherings. Quite often in many groups there is an ethos that their teacher is the one and only competent living guru of the present time, that usually there is only one quote-unquote, one such teacher or gurumukh, spiritual successor at a time on planet Earth. I think of this as being not so much a literal statement of fact about history but more of a bhakti or devotional truth for the satsangi, for the disciple. Having a spiritual master is somewhat like marriage, as it should be. Spiritual promiscuity isn't desirable. The non-committal New Age mentality has never amounted to much, has never been a successful approach to enlightenment. As one teacher used to say, better to dig one deep well and strike water than to keep digging dozens of shallow holes in the ground, getting nothing, seeking but never finding. Your teacher is your one and only, so to speak. In terms of Sant Mat history, however, there has never been a time during the last several centuries when there was only one Sant Sat Guru operating in the world. The reality is there have been multiple lineages of spiritual masters contemporary with one another since at least the time of Kabir and Guru Nanak in the 14th century. Both Guru Kabir and Guru Nanak were founding gurus who appointed 
successors starting their own guru lineages of teachers from generation to the next generation to the next generation. These are guru lineages now spanning many generations. Generally speaking, we have the various Sikh gurus in one line and the successors and devotees of Guru Kabir in another. Of course, it's much more complicated than this with the formation of many Nanak and Kabir Panths and sects and multiple lineages within those branching out. Hazura Baba Sawan Singh said something on this topic that's very informative. It's found in a collection of letters of Sawan Singh called Spiritual Gems, letter number 121. Sawan Singh, it is not necessary that there should be only one master in the whole world or even in a single country. There have been different masters in different countries at the same time and even in the same country. Thus, Guru Nanak and Kabir were contemporaries and also Dadu and Guru Arjandev. But their teaching is the same at all times and in every country, unquote, said Huzur Baba Sawan Singh. There are multiple masters. It's never a situation of just one master on planet Earth at a time. Always there are multiple masters, multiple guru lineages, in the world, like the branches of a tree. And it wouldn't be a very healthy tree if it only had one living branch on it, would it? It would be a, a dying or dead tree if it only had one branch. But a healthy tree has many branches. And that's the picture described here by Huzur Baba Sawan Singh in letter 121 of Spiritual Gems. And there are many more lineages than those two in general, you know, Nanak and Kabir categories. Quite a few famous and highly celebrated Sants of India were not initiated by a Sant Sat Guru affiliated with either a Nanak or Kabir-related sect or Pampara. For instance, in the southern Sant tradition, Sant Tukarama of Maharashtra was initiated by a Guru in 1619. And we don't really know much about him or where he came from. He wasn't a disciple in the Sikh line or the Kabir line, <laughs> but from an entirely different line in Maharashtra. At the same time, the 10th Sikh Guru Gobind Singh was alive, was another master, and this master was the one who initiated Sant Paltu Sahib, a much celebrated Sant of the East, who was born in 1710 and passed on in 1780. Paltu became a very well-known and famous poet mystic and saint of India. And he was initiated by someone not connected with the Sikh or Kabir lines of gurus. So as we look more, as we always examine more closely the history of India, we keep finding more and more saints, more and more lineages of sat gurus. The numbers keep going up and up and up as our ignorance gets gets replaced with knowledge about what's going on in different parts of India. There was also the Sant Dadu Dayal group of Rajasthan. Dadu, one of my favorite Sants of the past, was initiated by a master by the name of Budhan in the year 1555. 
Dadu would eventually establish a satsang center and appoint spiritual successors to carry on. Thus, we have another multi-generational lineage of gurus operating out of Rajasthan, affiliated with the lineage of Sant Dadu Dayal. And it doesn't end there. We're only just getting started, right? Uh, one could cite scores and scores of similar examples of recognized, quoted sants. Their quotes are found in in all of the writings, being initiated by gurus that in some cases are virtually unknown. We know almost nothing about the gurus that initiated those famous sants. Darya Sahib of Bihar. Darya Sahib was born in 1674 and passed on in 1780. At the age of 16, Darya was initiated into Surat Shabd Yoga, or Inner Light and Sound Meditation, by a Sant Mat Master, referred to as Sat Sahib. Darya eventually became the successor of Sat Sahib, and a towering figure in Sant Mat history. He authored around 23 books of hymns and spiritual discourses, and founded the Darya Panth, a spiritual movement with a large number of ashrams, Sat songs, and followers, mostly located in Bihar district, India. Many of Darya's followers believe him to be the reincarnation of Kabir, very much in the tradition of the Anurag Sagar. Darya appointed at least two spiritual successor gurus to carry on with the work of Santmat after his departure from the world. Their names were Gunadas and Tikadas. Eventually, Gunadas died, so Tikadas became the guru of the main Sangit. Scroll down to the notes section below for links to previous podcasts and articles I've written presenting my research into the history of the path of the masters, the way of the saints, the path of Santmat, including the question of who Tulsi Sahib's guru was, the connection between Tulsi Sahib and Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar. In terms of Santmat history, there has never been a time during the last several centuries where there was only one Sant Sat Guru operating in the world. The reality is there have been multiple lineages of spiritual masters contemporary with one another since at least the time of Kabir and Guru Nanak in the 14th century. Both Guru Kabir and Guru Nanak were founding gurus who appointed spiritual successors. These are guru lineages now spanning many generations over the centuries. Darya Sahib of Bihar appointed a few different spiritual successors. Sant Tulsi Sahib of Hathras had several successors. Swamiji Maharaj of Agra had three or four spiritual successors. And thus, Sant Mat and Radhaswami, since those days, has branched out far and wide. Not only in India, but around the world. Hazur Baba Sawan Singh once again, excerpted from letter 121 of Spiritual Gems, it is not necessary that there should be only one master in the whole world or even in a single country. 
There have been different masters in different countries at the same time, and even in the same country. Thus Guru Nanak and Kabir were contemporaries and also Dadu and Guru Arjan, but their teaching is the same at all times and in every country. Countless are the gurus, countless the gadis, the sangats, the satsangs, the sants, the satsangis, the disciples. We are very fortunate. Thankfully, there have been many honest, loving, radiant, godly beings that have graced this planet with their enlightened compassion. Their work is with those who seek the path of the masters and successfully practice Surat Shab Yoga in a way that is almost identical to the ideal spiritual path described by Swamiji of Agra, Tulsi Sahib of Hathras, and Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar. With a rich mystical approach to meditation practice, traveling quite far along in their journey back to God. The opposite of not one of us is we are all one. One final quote. This is from Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. Another common misconception is that prophets, saints, and mystics search for new truth. Rather, what they do is to simply remove the layers of dirt, of accumulated misinterpretations that have corrupted the truth. Then the living teacher will bring forth the very same truth in a new light. The original truth must repeatedly be presented to suit the current age. My name is James Bean. Thank you for joining me today for the Sant Mat Satsang Podcast, a production of Spiritual Awakening Radio. I'd like to thank those who have donated to this online mission and radio program over the years and keep it going. Visit my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com. There you'll find a donate button at the website that is tethered to PayPal. You'll find also links to articles and blogs at Blogger, WordPress, and other sites. Links to social media for daily spiritual quotes. Links to YouTube where you'll find an archive of many past podcasts of Spiritual Awakening Radio going back a few years. There's quite a large archive of other programs you can Listen to anytime on demand, spiritualawakeningradio.com. Tune in again next week at about this same time for another edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio.